Welcome to Beyond the Shadows on the Mike Ricksecker Audio Journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome, everybody, to Beyond the Shadows. I'm author and historian Mike Ricksecker. With me is Shana Wonkel, our chat shenanigator from Edge of the Rabbit Hole. And she also contributed here to A Walk in the Shadows. And we're going to get into uh, your couple of contributions here and uh, what type of things are lurking in the shadows. Uh, really, it's been, a, it's been a big day with the book. And I want to thank mm-hmm. everybody because uh, when I woke up this morning, and when I say woke up this morning, basically I had two hours of sleep because I was on <laughs> coast to coast uh, a.m. last night and didn't get to bed until like after 4 a.m. because it started at 2 a.m. our time and uh, ended at 4. And then, of course, you know, a few minutes to get ready for bed and all that. So um, and at that point, Amazon hadn't really updated yet. And by the time I got up two hours later, it had and boom, number one new release in Ghost and Hauntings. And within a couple hours after that, it was also number one new release in Spiritualism. So uh, in the description, I've linked to where you can go ahead and get the book on Amazon. Um, Leslie Fears in there. She's already left a review for it, which is awesome. I really do appreciate it. We had some jerk. Like immediately when the thing went live on Amazon, uh, put something in there about, um, you know, just turn on the light switch, duh. It's like, really, really? I reported them, but they haven't removed it yet. Yeah, because that's really kind of a douchey move, you know? It really was. It really was. Without even um, reading the book, give a review like that. Yeah, so absurd absolutely absurd but you know you get douchebags like that and um yeah so if you have bought the book if you've read it please go ahead leave a review on amazon all that stuff really helps and um you know i'm looking forward to seeing you know where this book goes um we just had carl johnson on edge of the rabbit hole on the uh, edge of the rabbit hole channel which had been on hunter Road media youtube channel now we've got the edge of the rabbit hole channel so make sure to subscribe there oh except for if you've written a story in the book, don't leave a freaking review or else they'll ban you for life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm still yeah. banned. Well, you showed up as an author on that is what happened. And so yeah. they said that you were biased. And they didn't get, like give you a warning. They didn't like just remove it no. and said, don't do that again. You're banned for life. It was they ridiculous. They banned me for life. I, yeah. I can never leave another review yeah. again, which is why whenever I go to order stuff, I don't order from Amazon anymore. I try to find it from the original creator of whatever yeah. product I want. And I'll have to look it up sometimes. Like, well, I'm not. This is on Amazon. Let's see who made it. <laughs> and then I, even if I have to pay more, I refuse. I'm like yeah. on strike when it comes to Amazon. So, so I think the only one, I think everybody's in the clear, though, because nobody was actually listed as actual authors um, like we do with the Encounters books. But I think, at, and Adam Tillery just joined, I think Adam Tillery. Tillery is the one that can't because he's there as the illustrator. Yeah. So I don't think he can leave a review. And and George Norrie, I got to say this, and I told Adam this earlier, George Norrie, because he actually had the book in hand while, while we were talking last night on Coast to Coast, and he was actually am, he was amazed at Adam's illustrations. And we've been amazed for years. Oh, yeah. And so we talked about Adam for a few minutes on Coast to Coast and how he's able to, you know, basically channel spirit or energy or whatever and come up with these fantastic illustrations that very much resemble the actual situation so um there you go adam i know you're you you can get back to oak island now (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so um yeah so this is a uh this has been fantastic and tom mcnicholas says he's looking forward to the audio version which will be coming out um still in the process of getting all that together it's all recorded it just it's in the I guess post production. Um, so, a walk in the shadows. Feel free, of course, to throw us any uh, uh, shadow person questions that you have. We were fielding a lot with uh, with Carl Johnson. We were on edge of the rabbit hole. Um, but to give you an idea, we'll just kind of you know, walk through the book a little bit. So, part one uh, of this is. Uh, the different characteristics of shadow people. So we get into the different types of shadow people like humanoid figures, the hat man, the mist, the wisp, um, the entity with red eyes, the crawlers, all that type of stuff. Uh, There's a lot of different uh, stories and examples and people's experiences that are included uh, in here that 
you know, basically give you, you know, describe, okay, you know, here's what the humanoid figure is. And then boom, it launches the story about my humanoid figure experience. Sean Gilmore's uh, humanoid figure experiences in there and, and on and on through the, uh, uh, through the different types of uh, shadow people. And then uh, we have an entire section on sleep paralysis, uh, old hag syndrome uh, and sleep paralysis and what the medical community likes to uh, say uh, that is. <laughs> uh, medical community basically likes to say that shadow people are just um, hallucinations in the middle of the night. You're waking up with sleep paralysis and your, your dream is basically acting out as a hallucination in your room. Except for that's not really the case. Right. Because the only time that, I, and I've seen a ton of shadow people, and the only one that ever happened while I was in bed was the very first one that I ever experienced. And I was not paralyzed because the thing, oh, I, I tried to shout for starters, you know, open my mouth, uh, you know, so my mouth wasn't paralyzed. Then the thing came up to my bed, crossed my arms across my body, so my arms are moving. And then it ran off down the, down the hall and I'm watching it go and my head's moving. So it wasn't paralyzed at all uh, for that incident. But I always like to, uh, to throw this one out there. You know, I, I dream about a lot of different things. So this is, if this is a hallucination, you know, if I'm dreaming about a motorcycle, why is the motorcycle in my room? If I'm dreaming about, um, you know, some sort of scenery with trees, why aren't the trees in my room? Or I've had dreams in which I'm on stage with Motley Crue. So, you know, where's 10,000 people in the audience? Where's the pyrotechnics, you know, going off? Where's Nikki Six blowing fire out of his bass guitar? I mean, that would be freaking cool to have that in my room, but. Tell him not to do it on a night, I gotta work. <laughs> Shana doesn't wanna wake up to that. I don't wanna wake up to that. All right. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, so you, you don't see that stuff, it's always, you know, a, a figure of a person. Now they could have a hat, um, different style hats. I had somebody contact me today about a Zorro hat, which was interesting. First time I've heard that one. Um, so, you know, still getting stories from people about their different uh, shadow people experiences. So it's been a really interesting uh, ride today for sure. Um, Andrea Agron saying, Angra saying, is saying, uh, that's BS, I saw a shadow person in day uh, and night, and I wasn't sleeping or waking up. Yeah, um, yeah, I've, I've seen them in the day as well. Not as often, usually it's, it's uh, more at night that I'll see them, uh, but it does happen during the day. And I mean, not while sleeping. You see, we've ta we talk about this uh, from time to time about, um, you know, I'll see more shadows and apparitions, you see more apparitions and shadows, but the couple of uh, shadows you have seen, you weren't sleeping. No, I was definitely not sleeping. I don't think I've ever um, seen one in bed. I've seen the the twinkles, like the balls of light. Well, I see them everywhere, but I've seen them in bed. That's about the only thing that I've seen. Um, everything else, now, the the one, um, the first, the very first ghost that I saw was at the house in Alton, and it was the little girl right um but you were awake for that right but i was awake yeah yeah at first and you saw I her thought, as an apparition you didn't see her as a shadow right and yeah. but i thought maybe because i was laying down so i was like okay am i dreaming you know what's going on so i'm like doing the test you know hey hands do this hey feet do this you know can we do this and stuff like that and does that hurt? Pinch me. Yeah, that hurts. So, and she's still there. Okay. Well, okay. So obviously I'm not dreaming. I'm not sleeping. Um, but yeah, I've, all of my stuff is, uh, they look like people. So I, right. I mean, I've seen shadows before, but they don't really last that long. They're like the really they're quick, like yeah. like on the goldenrod where you saw you know dart into that room and the two twinkles follow it. So they're it's that quick. one was that one was not quick though. That one was just no? kind of like a slow, like it was walking. Although oh, okay. I couldn't see okay. uh, legs, but it it looked maybe like, it was the the twinkles that were quick then. Um, they were. It was like that they knew that the shadow was there and that they knew that each other were there because mm -hmm. they were like evenly spaced apart, about mid range, waist high on the shadow. 
or what I would imagine was the waist. And like I said, it could have been wearing a long dress. I didn't see legs. It just looked like a whole, you know, the only form or feature that I could see was I could tell where the head and the shoulders were. Hmm. But I couldn't see like separate like appendages, arms and legs okay. and stuff like that. But they all moved at about the same speed through the door. There you go. And yeah. that story is, you know, walk in the shadows. Um, Got to throw this one out there real quick. Andrea Anger saying, uh, Mike, if you're on stage with Motley Crue, I hope you can sing better than Vince recently. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, 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 I do not can. claim to be able to sing. Um, Although I was the, I, I say lead screamer for a band that I was in in high school. Um, I'll say this. So I have what I call, um, we, we have a Motley Crue video out there on the Hunter Road Media channel, uh, The Hauntings of Motley Crue. And uh, I, I end it with a, uh, I, I say if I have a superpower, it's a dream power. And I had one in which I was being asked, because I, I played bass when, uh, when I used to play. Um, and for whatever reason, Nikki was taking some time off and they asked me to fill in for Nikki. So, you know, I'm on stage with the rest of the band and, um, you know, which was cool in a dream, of course. The, the crazy thing about that was the very next day, Nikki had posted on his Facebook page that he uh, felt like he was retired because, you know, Motley wasn't doing anything. 6 a.m. wasn't doing anything. There's nothing going on. Um, of course, now Motley's back with Poison and Def Leppard and... So um, catch the stadium tour. <laughs> um, so in any case, um, Leslie Fear is saying that her son uh, gets sleep paralysis. He doesn't like to talk about it. It's frightening. You know, I've, I I've thought ex- that was Tammy that said that. No, it was. Um, oh, it was Tammy. Okay. Okay. Leslie's down there with the purse being stolen. I'm sorry. You're right. Tammy was the one uh, with sleep paralysis or her son. It is frightening. Um, I've had it a couple times. Um, never saw shadow purse. Uh, shadow people during those particular incidents and i do get into sleep paralysis there's an entire section in the book on uh on sleep paralysis old hag syndrome and all that um and yeah it's frightening because all of a sudden your 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 body just locks up you're totally aware of your surroundings uh, but you can't move at all so it, it is a temporary paralysis um you know, for me, it was my body was so exhausted at the time that it just boom shut down right where I was at. Happened to be at work, which was not good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I was able to wake myself up the, uh, those couple times that it happened to me. But yeah, no shadow people uh, during those incidents. Leslie Fear with the purse, um, recurring dream of the purse being stolen. Yeah, but your purse doesn't show up as a shadow in your room, does it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Tom McNicholas, he's been reading the book. He says, I've heard your speech so many times on shadow people and still read stuff I didn't know. Um, yeah, there's, uh, there's a, lot of different, a lot of different stuff in here. I mean, those uh, that have been following for a while will recognize some of the stories, but there's, there's other things in here that I don't normally talk about that I've included. There's also a lot of uh, stories from other people in here and also get into some topics I don't usually talk about uh, within this book. But uh, we'll mention some of those tonight. Uh, Robert Hanna, Mike, that shadow person that attacked you didn't have red eyes? Um, no, no, actually it didn't. The red eye incident um, was, we, I didn't, I have not actually seen the one with red eyes. Um, the, the red eye entity was the one that was attacking Talison, uh, the girl at the house at the, uh, in Edmond, Oklahoma, when we filmed The Haunted for Animal Planet uh, back in 2010. Uh, the one that came up to me, crossed my arms, across my body, all of that, there, there were no eyes. There, it was just black, no features, no, no eyes, no nose, no mouth, nothing, just all black. So, um, and I, yeah. what's interesting uh, about this, so the um, it, chapter one recounts that experience. <clears throat> so you guys have heard that experience a lot of times. Um, you've you've read it and encountered it with the paranormal volume one you know it's um almost straight ripped from that really <laughs> it's with mm-hmm. with uh, some cleanup to it but um in one of the final chapters of the book toward the end um i actually dived deeper into um that particular incident and put myself as an adult into that situation and observe it. So I break it down detail by detail and what's really going on uh, with that interaction. So um, it's a really different take that I haven't done before. Um, 
let's see. Um, let's see if we have, excuse me, some actual questions. Uh, Tom McNicholas, in the book, you mentioned Dustin seeing his first apparition. Yes. And that was also Tom's first apparition. I didn't realize that. Huh. Uh, so very cool. Very cool. Uh, Andrew I mean, Helton. Hmm? I think you were the only one that saw it as a shadow first, right? I think so. Uh, I think you guys were still kind of coming out into the hall when I saw it billowing up, and then you guys were all there. And then what was cool about that moment, though, was um, that I didn't say what I saw. And, you know, after it had become the little girl, and I turned to you and I said, do you see what I see? And you're like, yeah, I see the little girl. And it basically confirmed exactly what I saw. So, and then <laughs> of course there's the three too. guys standing behind us. They're like, "Oh my God, we see the girl!" <laughs> so that was really yeah. cool. That was that was crazy because it was you know I I knew who it had to be. You know, as soon as just looking at her, I I knew it had to be that the elusive girl from the room. You know, yeah, I knew it had to be her. Everybody talks about her, but you know, we'd never seen her. We'd been in that room investigating, never had an interaction, no EVPs, at least not that I can think of. Um, there, uh, Thinking back, there may have been some vague ones, but it was kind of like one of those iffy, did we really get something? Um, and we didn't really know if it was the girl either. So, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Leslie says, uh, Mike, the second my purse appears as a shadow purse, I'll message you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll punch it to death, of course. That's that's awesome. Um, Andrew Helton. Uh, so do you tend to think that actual shadow people are curious watchers, are harbingers and foreboding? I personally get creeped out, but didn't necessarily feel evil. So um, yeah, this was kind of the interesting thing about um, last night's Coast to Coast. Um, George kept he kept on me about so you really don't think these things are all evil you think some of them are okay <laughs> he asked me that probably like three different times um, and it's like it's like I understand it's a bit of a different take but no not all of them are evil there are times that I walk into a room and it's like I scared it and probably the one where I kind of missed on that I should have uh, talked about a bit more was um, well two of them one the, the Haynes sisters mm -hmm. where um where the one would uh, walk into her son's room and then um, they, the doctor picked up on something that was saying and, and kind of helped with that situation. Um, and then the other with, uh, maybe I didn't mention Cat Gash, but with the, uh, when she was falling down the stairs and it was the hooded figure and it reached out its hand to grab her so she wouldn't fall down the stairs. And it's like, okay, that was, that was probably a monk at the friary that she was at. You know, it was the old ruins of a friary in Ireland. So, um, yeah, I mean, the one with Cat was probably a human spirit appearing in shadow form. Um, the the one with the Haynes sisters, you, it's hard to know what that was. Yeah. You know, I I don't I don't think that was a human spirit. I think that was something. I think that was an interdimensional shadow person, but it was helping with the situation. Maybe it was a spirit guide. It could have been a spirit guide. We we talked can a little bit. Can shadow people or interdimensional beings be spirit guides? There you go. Can they be spirit guides? We talked about spirit guides last week when we talked about types of hauntings, and not necessarily it. It's not necessarily a haunting, but it's a type of spirit that can that's definitely around you, and you don't you don't see them, but you can. Um, they interact with your life, you know, mm -hmm. from time to time, or they're a guide. They're supposed to try to guide you uh, in certain ways, so. Um, but as watchers, um, we kind of briefly hit on that with, with Carl there on edge of the rabbit hole. Oops, Squeaky sorry. Squeaky shoes. <laughs> sorry. The floor is a little wet from the snow. So, you know, um, yeah, I had mentioned cause Vanessa brought it up. Um, somehow she mentioned, oh, she mentioned a uh, game that her son Gray was playing. And so one of the things that we talk about when we get into deeper shadows in here are shadows in the matrix and so the idea that if our world is a uh is a simulated universe and so a lot of people refer to it as like a computer simulation they refer to it as the matrix and i uh, i mentioned greg braden in this who has a uh, fantastic series on gaia called missing links and george brought that up last night too he was like you know, how are you bringing you know, our buddy greg braden into this and so i had to explain that mm -hmm. um and 
Yeah, so I don't necessarily think it's a, you know, a computer as we think of like the Matrix from the movies or as our computers that um, that we have today. I think it's some other, um, you know, organic or biological uh, technology, something on a molecular level that um, that is basically running through us through this life. I mean, uh, most religious beliefs talk about another world beyond that there's some other world beyond this one that's like above this or whatever um we've talked many times about reincarnation and that we go somewhere else so our and also the idea that we are supposed to be learning something here and in um, a simulated environment in a simulation you're usually you know learning something or doing something or whatever and you know trying to become a better whatever after the fact so um you know that's the idea when we talk about reincarnation coming back life after life after life and we're supposed to be learning something new something new something new so it is that idea of a simulation but we don't think of it as a computer so um shadow people interacting in that this is a long (laughs) way of getting around here shadow people interacting within that would be um something from that outside world our home world or whatever um inserting itself into uh this world here into this simulation and it could be i've given the example of of a game master coming in or it could be um something else coming in to observe and interact that maybe it's not supposed to like in the matrix they would hack into it um or like an agent from the matrix movie so that's um one type of idea for the watchers as some people have called them so you gotta that's really going down the rabbit hole though (laughs) (laughs) but um i've talked about this being kind of the tip of the iceberg um it's kind of an overview of all the different types of shadow people different concepts with shadow people sleep paralysis we get into demons and demonology at the very back are they all evil that sort of stuff we're going to be taking a deeper dive from here so this is just the start and you know things like i was just talking about with you know simulated universe and all that we're going to be taking a deeper dive into that following up on this so but you got to get this first of course because it's going to be a while before the follow-up is is out so um andrea anger saying mike do you think we should try to talk to these shadow people when we see them instead of being scared and writing off as just something evil um that is a a great question um i talk to everything yeah because you're trying to figure out what it is yeah i'm not you're not you, i mean you're probably not going to find out what it is anyway they're not going to tell they usually don't talk to you or tell you things that you want to know but you're not going to know unless you ask you may not hear anything out loud you know, you may not hear anything inside your head. Sometimes I do, but most of the time I don't. And you may not catch anything on audio. You know, maybe they don't want you to know. You know, maybe we're not supposed to know. But you're not going to know unless you try. So you should try to interact in some way with respect. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah, and I mean, I've said many times that we're not really going to know what these shadow entities are until we actually sit down and have a conversation with one and so that's how you'd go about doing that bust out your audio and and try to interact so um you know as far as instead of being scared i liked that aspect of the question because um like especially with something like the hat man um a lot of theories about the hat man is that it's a sort of energy vampire it comes in people get scared they're you know screaming or trying to scream or what have you and it's feeding off of that fear well if you're just sitting there like hey dude nice hat you know and Mm -hmm. not being afraid right then it it can't feed off you because there's no fear there um, and I understand why there's fear there. You know, it's it's a dark room. It's late at night. There's somebody in your room. I mean, my first inclination, the first shadow person I saw was there's an intruder in my room and it's about to kill me. And I, so I totally get it. You know, if you're sleeping at night and something enters your room, then, you know, you might get scared. Now, my dad, now he says that he doesn't believe in ghosts, but he has a ghost story. <laughs> so he wakes up in the middle of the night one night and this was at their old house, which was on old Native American 
land. And so my mom would, would talk about from time to time, something would brush by her in the house and she'd chalk it up to the Indians. Um, <laughs> but there was one time he woke up in the middle of the night and there was a dark figure that had entered the room. He says, I don't know who or what the fuck you are, but you need to get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> and it took off. Yeah. So no fear from my dad. There's no fear there to feed off of and it's gone. There that would be my dad. My dad would not, except for... And hopefully he doesn't watch us because I'm going to call him out. But remember, he heard um, a child's voice talking to him outside. He heard when he turned around expecting to see a kid and there was nobody there. Mm-hmm. And my mom said that that kind of freaked him out a little bit. She was the one that brought it up. And then finally he talked about it. But I'm going to pick his brain a little more about it. And he's going to have to tell me some more because my dad never experiences anything ever. Um, and I told him if he starts going to places with us and hanging out more, eventually it's going to happen for him. He's a skeptic, but he's open-minded. He wants to experience stuff, and I want him to. I mean, he's right. now had a handful of things that he can say that he can't, you know, explain. Um, but he hasn't had, like, you know, the holy grail moment for investigators where you, you know, see a full apparition or you see something like that. But hearing a child's voice out loud, that kind of got him a little bit and I was so happy to hear about it because and my mom's like well it kind of freaked him out though and I was (laughs) like well okay but but at least it happened you know so that's a good jumping off point my mom never really experiences anything ever she believes me she believes us you know and she's picked up EVPs and stuff like that whenever we it's like, let's see what we got, you know, and plug it in. And, and she was like, oh, I heard that. Who's that? I'm like, I don't know, Mom. <laughs> they weren't there. You know, I didn't see anybody. But, which there was another, did you get the... What? Have you ever heard in rare occasions some people will able to pick up a voice from a shadow person uh, from Oops, Steve White? Boxes. Um yeah, so uh, shadow person voices. Um, usually, this is usually it's telepathy is the is the way people uh, pick up on a voice of a shadow person, and it's interesting because um, up until a couple of years ago, when I was giving a lecture on shadow people, nobody talked about the voices of shadow people. Um, nobody had talked to me about um, you know one talking to them or hearing a voice or anything like that. All of a sudden, Carl asked me at a uh, lecture, you know, do they have voices? And ever since then, I've been getting all kinds of stories about uh, shadow people with voices. So, you know, something with the universe there, right? Um, but most people report telepathy. They don't hear it out loud. They they hear the voice in their head. And so um, I do have a chapter in here called Anybody Listening? <laughs> Where we talk about that. And um, yeah, so it's interesting. I mean, you have to think about it too. You know, they're a... They're a shadow. They don't really have. They're in a form, but they don't. Um, they don't have a mouth that uh, is readily seen. So, how are they going to, um, you know, communicate with you with a type of voice if they don't have the physical parts? And so, telepathy does seem to be the most logical idea, and that's the way people report it. So, what? yeah, Byron. Um, whenever he used to hang out in the house, in my house, he would show up as a shadow but the voice that I would hear uh, was his voice and that's how I knew I always wondered you know was the shadow was that him did I just assume it was him because it was the same height or is it somebody totally different but whenever I would you know call him out you know by a name and he would do childlike you know, stuff to kind of mess with me. And, you know, he was kind of, he was kind of sassy there, you know, on audio. I mean, it was just like conversation back and forth, which, you know, wasn't just your random, oh, there's an EVP said something. I don't understand what that means. Um, But he was usually pretty clear whenever he talked and he had a cute little voice too, but he would show up in my house as a shadow. But, um, the handful of times uh but when we saw him at the cafe um a couple times i saw him as a little boy Uh, except for that one shadow that we caught in that picture that i still haven't been able to you know prove otherwise right that was really interesting because there's nothing that could produce that shadow that's within the within the frame of the picture so yeah 
And we've blown that thing up, you know, as big as it'll go, trying to, you know, prove that one as anything other than what it is. So, so Leslie Fear asking, um, maybe some people see shadow people differently, meaning some see black figures, others see ghosts, a few see mists. Um, well, we talk about, you know, personal resonance and, you know, each of us vibrating at a different level. And so uh, we've talked a lot of times about how Shauna will see more apparitions than shadows and I'll see more shadows than apparitions. And um, I, I think it has to do with that personal vibration and, and resonance. Now, you know, we were able to see that little girl at the same time. Um, so there were five cool. of us. So we were all basically at that same time um, resonating at the same level and we're able to see her. So um, although nobody else except I was there for the rolling <laughs> black smoke. but Which um, would have been really cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Um, so then Tim Schoen, are shadow people, uh, are shadow people beings with ties to the location which they haunt what might cause such a being to haunt said location um this kind of seems to be the case so carl was talking about wilkinson mill that shadow staying there um there was a uh, family that came up to me about a hat man experience that they were having and all the girls in the bedroom were seeing the hat man but it would only go up to the bed of the one girl and this happened for you know the years that they lived there when they moved from that house they were worried that the uh, hat man was going to follow them uh, but it didn't. Uh, so they can only assume that the hat man stayed at the house um, they had previously lived at. The only way to know for sure is to uh, contact the new owners and uh, ask them if they're experiencing the same thing. Um, but I, I think it's safe to assume that the hat man stayed there. So um, you know, are they like assigned to a location? Do they? Is that where they work? You know, if, if they are there for a purpose to do something, is it because they're assigned to that place? So, what's up? Ryan Scott's in the house, and he has been inside the cafe. Okay, cool. Yeah. Hey, Ryan. Good to so, see you. So, Ryan, then, since we're talking about shadow people, um, if you remember your experiences at the cafe, uh, we went upstairs uh, one day, and for the kids upstairs, we were playing Shadow Puppet Theater. <laughs> It was, speaking of shadows, totally different kind of shadow, but it was, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I used to like to pay, play shadow puppets and stuff like that. Um, but one time, we were, uh, shadow puppet theater was going on, and we kind of stopped for a little bit, and then uh, there was a shadow up on the wall. Oh, and okay. So, <laughs> Is it maybe mimicking your so shadow puppetry? somebody, because I was like, whoa hold the phone you know and then kind of put my hand up kind of moved it around because we had mm -hmm. the flashlight and um and then i saw my hand and then the shadow that was up there before that was up there for just like a couple seconds more and then it disappeared and i'm like oh my god do that again you know because <laughs> it never happened again so i yeah yeah he says i for sure remember i tell many well Mike's cool. never been inside the cafe. I have not been inside the cafe. I really want him to, though. Yep. I want to get back in well, there so bad. Well, we can bad. get in touch with the, uh, with the owners. Maybe. And sign a waiver that uh, we promise that if we kill ourselves, we won't hold you liable. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I could plummet to the cellar, which is, like, within easy shot now, and be like, Dude, I'm fine. I just, I'll keep going. We're <laughs> keep good. Keep going. My leg, my leg's broken, good. but I'm, I'm good. We're good. I got another one. Just, yeah. we're okay. <laughs> so um, just as a reminder, there is a link in the description to the new book if you haven't already picked it up. Um, and if you haven't read it, please go ahead and leave a uh, review for that on Amazon. I'd really appreciate that. So uh, other questions we have here. Robert Hanna is wondering if I've seen the Hat Man um, documentary on Amazon Prime. Um, if it's the one I'm thinking of, I believe so. I know I've seen some different ones. The thing is, they all paint, even if it's not just the Hat Man, if it's like all shadow people, they always paint all shadow people as being you know, the most evil of all evil things. And this is where I have an issue and it's the thing George kept writing on me last night like, really there's ones that aren't evil it's like yeah <laughs> there are ones that aren't evil uh, there's ones that are benign so um but I will say with the hat man that you know all reports I've gotten about the hat man are that um it, it's up to no good that it is striking fear into people and 
but I still wonder about it, you know, because, okay, it's it's coming up to your bed. It's standing there being very freaking creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's flanked by a couple of humanoid figures. Again, very creepy. Uh, but what evil thing is it doing to you other than you're scared of the moment that you're in, you know? Um, again, we fear what we don't understand. And yes, a, a shadow person with, and if they're flanked by others, is going, yeah, that has a very high chance of striking some fear into you. Um, but un- unless they're doing something like, you know, as it actually physically touching you, which we do get reports of that, um, you know, I, I don't know, you know, what the, the fear is. Some some do say that they're, they get into their heads. Um, you know, this is where kind of some of the telepathy uh, comes into play and they start, you know, saying nasty things uh, in the person's mind. It's like, okay, yeah, that one's that one's evil and nefarious. Totally get it. Um, I, I will say I've I've yet to hear a Hatman one that's more benign. Other the most benign would be just standing there at the end of the bed staring at the person. Like with those those girls that I was talking about, it wasn't doing anything to her other than just standing at the edge of the bed and looking at her. So that's kind of creepy. It's creepy. It's creepy when a human does it. It's creepy when a human does it. So if something that doesn't have any features and is just black, dark, you know, yeah, that's that's creepier. It probably freaked me out a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, Justin Brown says, speaking of voices, have you guys ever recorded an EVP on the live show? I think you did for the first time last week. I uploaded the clip. I would, yeah, um, love to uh, listen to that and hear it. Um, We've had people say We've they've had heard people say stuff. that they've heard voices on here. Um, I know that we've heard stuff like off in the corner over there. Um, you've seen twinkles. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it it happens, I guess. So, um, it's cold. My nose is starting to run, so excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy Cilianzo, Mike, tell us uh, about the rolling black mask. Could you elaborate a little bit more? Um, yeah, so I can talk about this a little bit more. Um, so when Tom McNicholas is down there in the chat, he was there for this. Um, I don't know if Dustin and Nick are there, but basically uh, what was happening, it was um, last year at the Hunter Road Media Paracon, the investigation portion of it, it was the last round. It was just a few of us left, and uh, we were upstairs in the abandoned hotel area investigating what's called Pearl's Room. It's a uh, confirmed suicide in that room, and so we're just investigating, trying to do an EVP session, and we start hearing some noises out in the hallway. Um, so I go right out there, and the, the hallway's like an L. So I position myself right in the middle of the L, and looking down the the one hall, and I see at the end of it this what? what it feels like there's someone just like right in my personal space over here. Okay, maybe they're like, hey, if you're talking about hearing voices and stuff, then we're gonna come oh, right up here. Okay. I mean, it's just like I can feel just the whole left side of me is like lit up. Interesting. It's not okay. Molly. Well, it's not Molly. I don't think. Not Molly. Like okay. That. Somebody else. They want a little attention. Okay. So, in any case, I see at the end of the hall this black smoke that's starting to billow up. And I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm like, what in the world's going on down there? And it's coming closer, it's coming closer. And it starts doing something really weird. So it starts like creeping up the right side of the. Uh, yeah, the right side of the hallway, the, the right wall creeps up it, and then it comes back down. It creeps up and comes back down. Um, and then one time when it comes back up to that right side of the hall, as it's continuing to come closer as well, it starts to transform and morph into this little girl. And that's when Shauna finally kind of slides in next to me. And you know, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at Shauna. And I'm like, do you see what I see? And that's where Shauna says, I see a little girl. It's like, yeah. And then the um, the other three, Tom, uh, Dustin, and Nick, kind of came in behind us, and they're seeing the little girl. So that was it. Was the, a very cool moment. It was a very cool moment. It's but, cool that not just one person experienced it. It's always amazing whenever more than one person experiences something at the same time, because it's kind of rare, seems like anymore. Yeah, um, and but to me that. That confirmed for me the idea that some of these shadow people are actually human spirits. Because I saw a shadow turn into an apparition. So, 
um, I had a long-standing belief that nope, shadows are shadows, and apparitions are apparitions. Just a boom. You know, being very black and white about it. Rob Gutter, our good friend, um, you know, years ago when I was giving a uh, presentation, had, uh, had spoken up during that presentation and, and said, you know, I've seen my aunt as a uh, shadow, you know, some years ago. And actually, I asked him to include that story uh, in here so that um, so that we could share that and have uh, some additional stories talking about this. And so, and I trust Rob. I absolutely trust Rob. So it's like, okay, I'm gonna, I'll give it some consideration now. And kind of held that in the back of my mind, you know, as we continue to investigate. Okay, some of these might, it might be humans, you know, and then seeing it for myself was like, okay, yep, yep, some of these shadows are humans. Some, you know, there's still what I believe a true shadow person is, uh, is an interdimensional being. Are you still feeling something over there? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like very on? persistent. I, I don't know what it is. Uh, I think we have some equipment over here. We can bust out the audio recorders and... I mean, it's, it's literally just, it's like... Uh, well, you guys know what it feels like whenever you start kind of but like you've right like one of your appendages fell asleep and it, it just kind of feels like that it doesn't feel uh marcellus was willinsky thinks you're having hot flashes whatever <laughs> <laughs> whatever so, uh leslie's it's, asking did the little girl look the same to all of us same color hair clothing yeah we we talked to each other about it afterward and pretty much deduced that it was it was all the same girl in fact what was interesting really interesting about this so um rob had talked about the little girl for our encounters with the volume or encounters with the paranormal volume four um just kind of briefly because it's a it's a story that's up there he felt that she was up there again we had never had an interaction with her so for that particular story for encounters with the uh with the paranormal volume four um adam tillery had created an illustration for that so there's the illustration and what was really interesting was that this is pretty much the girl i saw and it's pretty much what everybody says that they saw as well even though they weren't like looking at the book or anything like that we didn't have the book up there with us oh and also remember kelly and her group saw a little girl also yeah we don't know if it was the same one it was a different area yeah yeah so and had like a white dress well she got really specific about hers but that it was wearing the dress was white too mm-hmm. and uh the when when we saw the little girl in the hall she was wearing um it was whenever it was starting to come in a lot clearer was starting to be a lighter colored dress right so weird yeah, so, I mean, there's definitely a lot going on at Mineral Springs Hotel. So, Komatsu Hon Road Media Paracon, June 13th, 12th and 13th. So I, I keep saying June 13th, but it's 12th and 13th. We're doing a uh, doing a paranormal panel and a um, uh, flashlight tour of the hotel Friday night. And then Saturday is the whole big event with all the vendors, all the speakers. And then we have the paranormal investigation Saturday night. So, join us for that. And you can possibly experience some of these things for yourself. So you can go to hauntedroadmedia.com and sign up for it. There you go. It's right on the homepage. Tim Schoen's wondering if the studio's haunted. I don't know. I mean, we've... I think I, it's just us. We've occasionally <laughs> seen stuff pop in here. It could just be stuff that's tagging along. I, I don't I think mean, the studio itself is haunted. The, since this started going on over here, like... You can't see her, of course, because she doesn't ever show up on camera. But Molly's like over there just on the other side of the camera. And she's just like. Right. And she's just over there. Uh, But she's like standing in one spot and she's not really moving. So and then there's like I've seen like a couple of twinkles light up in here. So it's kind of getting busy in here, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while, a little something goes on in the studio. And it could just be because we're talking about these sorts of things right now. And maybe because, you know, we're projecting out there that, hey, we are friendly to these type of entities. Maybe they're deciding to be, you know, pop up and say, oh, oh, okay. Well, sure. I'll make my presence known if you're friendly to us. Yeah, if you're willing to talk to us. I don't, I don't really feel scared or threatened or whatever. There's just a twinkle over there, over there by the door. 
Um, don't really feel threatened or anything by it, but whatever is over here is not happy. I don't mean that it's angry, but just it kind of feels like a little frustrated mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like, look, you know, I'll talk to you. I will talk to you. You can say anything <laughs> you want to me. I, you know. So Victoria Monday is asking, do we bring our own equipment for the Paracon investigation? Yes, you need to bring yeah. your own equipment for the Paracon investigation. But we bring our stuff too. Everybody brings. Yep. Everybody brings their own stuff. We don't have this huge cache of equipment for people to borrow. So, um, sorry. <laughs> what happens a lot of times if you do bring a big cache of stuff is things walk anyway. And I, I don't have the money f- to pay for everybody to have a K2 meter or whatever. So, yeah. So bring your own stuff. So makes it more personal anyway. Um, Robert Hanna, are energy vampires interdimensional beings? Great question. So we talk about this like, with the hat man being a, uh, an energy vampire or an emotional vampire, that that's why they're... You know, that's one of the things that they're doing in the in that situation is that they're striking fear into the person and feeding off of that fear. So um, we do kind of very briefly cover those type of vampires uh, in this book because um, it's it's kind of what's really reported with the uh, the Hat Man and like the entity with red eyes. Um, something like the the other one in here that's like really more nefarious would be the Crawler, but um, it's not really there as a energy vampire. Um, in fact, it's really hard to discern what the purpose of the crawler is other than to scare the shit out of you. That's the one where it's just like purely, you know, it's <laughs> it's like when we saw it at uh, Black Bear Church out in Olive Township, Oklahoma, it was basically, this is my domain. And we were down there in its basement and it was going to uh, do its thing to try to get rid of us. We created a more positive charged uh, atmosphere and it exited. Uh, but yeah, the, that's one That's one where I would say, yep, that, that, one's, that one's evil and nefarious. Um, haven't met a nice crawler yet. I've never met one. Well, I say not yet, but because I've only met one. But uh, any of the stories um, that we've had about the crawler, they've never been good. Yeah, I don't know what like, like not even not even like with we were talking about with the hat man where some of them are, you know, creepy and just stand there. No, the crawler's not just standing there. It is. It's all over the place. Like I, or I getting know. down all fours and, and chasing after you and shit. Like up in the owner's apartments there or the manager's apartments or whatever they are, the place that Mineral Springs that I just do not like to go to that upstairs area. Um I don't know who's up there or what's up there, but it just, uh, like I said, you know, Dave and I, it was a fight uh, to the finish to get out of the, who could get out of the apartment the fastest. And it just felt like whatever was up there was just like cling to you, like crawling on your skin and just, um, I'm not saying that it was, you know, demonic or anything. It just, whatever it was, was just, uh, Something I can't really say it was angry. I didn't feel angry. It just didn't feel good. It was really uncomfortable. And it was strong and it was very overwhelming and neither one of us wanted to be in mm-hmm. there. And he's there. Right. You know, he says he doesn't really like to go up there, but definitely not tonight. And so, you know, it was a very quick Well, that's just, I mean, tour. that's negative energy. You don't even know what that is. You didn't see a shadow. You didn't see a crawler. You, I mean, it just could have been a negative person. You have no idea. Well, what it felt like was that there were several uh, people in the walls coming out. Okay. Like coming through, like crap, like in a haunted house mm-hmm. or like whatever. And um, it just, it felt like a lot of people like a lot of energy or whatever it was just really well andrea angry saying is wondering what you're wondering what you're feeling here with this person or whatever it may be i mean i can tell it's like it, it feels like it's a um it's like being frustrated when you're trying to get somebody to hear you or to understand you and you're just not doing it the connection is just not there you know, it's like, I want whoever it is to tell me who it is. I know it's not Molly, and it doesn't feel like anybody else. It feels like a totally different energy. But whoever it is is very frustrated. And I don't know okay. if they're frustrated just in general because I'm just not getting it. 
I'm trying. Well, probably because we're not giving it our full undivided attention either. We're a little bit busy doing a show, so we're live. Yeah, but you can talk because there's other people. Yeah, feel free. Feel free. There's a lot of people, and they can hear you if you say something. So, Kathy Ciliento. I had a similar experience, not sure if it was a black heavy ball of something, not sure if it was a shadow person or spirit manifesting. Is there a difference in that? Um, yeah, there's definitely a difference in a human spirit and a what I call a true shadow person. A true shadow person is an interdimensional being. Um, they're not, they don't originate from our plane of existence, but from another dimension and are manifesting here in our dimension. A uh, manifestation of a of a spirit a human spirit um they're on this plane of existence and they're coming forth um they were they were also human where a shadow person i don't believe was ever ever human because they're originating from elsewhere so there we go um let's grab any because we're getting down toward the end of our hour here so are there any other if you guys have any other questions here please go ahead and throw them down there um I don't. I don't think Bree and Andrea are talking. About, I. It's. It's not. It's not a demon. Obviously. No. no. Um. I think it's just a very frustrated human. You know. I so, mean, kind of like Molly was before. You know, I'd always felt just in that room, just kind of like, ugh, you know, and then, and all of a sudden, you know, and then I could kind of feel, you know, once it started. Uh, I don't know if the letter came to me because just uh, me or if it was because she was just really, really trying real hard and I could feel like there was something, something uh, that was building and I couldn't figure out what it was. And then all of a sudden, you know, stuff started coming to me. And then, uh, but it's kind of like that same, you know, like, hello, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm here. You know, it's it's unhappy, but it's not, it's not, I don't feel like it's going to do anything to hurt me or anybody else. And okay. no, I have not felt this energy before, uh, Victoria. This is like a new one for me. Um, usually it's the same ones visiting all the time. So this one's kind of different. And I don't know where it came from, but might just be passing through. I don't need another, well, I don't really want another <laughs> one to keep track of. But it's... Um, I can't. I can't even. I That's can't okay. really tell if it's male or female, but it's not a kid. But it's not an adult either. It's kind of an in between, I think. Okay. All right. Well, we have a couple more questions here, and we're going to finish up the show. And uh, so, Leslie, if you're asking, what are our thoughts on near death experiences? I mean, they're they're legit. I believe they happen. A lot of people see different things. They might see a loved one. They might see Jesus. They might they might see a light. Some people say they don't see anything. Um, a lot of people will report floating, you know, th- floating above their body, uh, the whole OBE thing uh, in regards to near-death experience. So you get a lot of different reports. Um, and then people tend to come back from those and are able to interact with spirit a lot better, probably because they've touched that uh, that astral plane on a much deeper level. So that's, that's my take. Mm-hmm interesting yeah any opinion or you just agree yeah <laughs> she agrees <laughs> she concurs mm-hmm. um kathy Ciliento, the million dollar question here how would you be able to tell the difference uh on shadow people or spirit manifesting excellent question i do address that here in a walk in the shadows and um so that takes time in research and investigating because at first, unless you see that thing, like that one time, the shadow manifesting into the little girls, like, okay, that one, yeah, that shadow was a human spirit. Um, you don't know. You know, you see a, a shadow person standing there. You actually don't know if it's a human spirit or an interdimensional being. You have to, you know, observe this characteristics. What is it doing? How is it interacting with you, the environment? Um, you know, are you going to try to communicate with it? Um you know, go back to the location several times, see if you can see that spirit again, uh, or that shadow person again, and again, try to investigate. You know, you're gonna have to keep going back, going back, going back. When 
And then the example that I that I use in this is with that red-eyed entity at, uh, at the Edmond, Oklahoma house for uh, the Monster in the Closet case. Um, now we never really saw the entity with red eyes. Talison did, her father did, uh, her brother did. Um, but, you know, we didn't go in there and listen to their stories and do a, an investigation and say, yep, you have a uh, you have a wraith, you have a demonic infestation, we're going to bring Carl Johnson and no. Um, we investigated there like a half dozen times or a lot of follow ups. We kept in constant contact with the families, um, you know, learning about everything that was going on there. There was a ton of research that we did into the house because there were ideas about, well, maybe this is a, you know, the, the pissed off um, uh, father of the original homeowner that, you know, shot and killed himself in that room. Maybe he's still disgruntled and pissed off, you know, so we had to research all of those things and you know trial and error with investigations okay if this is that guy we're going to throw some questions out there pertaining to that guy and see if anything connects if anything jives and so um it was a lot of work you know we ended up deducing after all of this and even you know going into that final cleansing night we're still you um, know you know gathering other details and information to finally make the deduction yeah this is what this is and this is what carl is going to do to uh you know cleanse this house because this you know we've deduced this is what it is now so it takes time it takes time so all right so i think that is going to uh do it for us tonight i know it's getting it's getting late it's getting cold out here and uh because the studio doesn't have heat unless we have the the furnace running, the furnace is loud, so we don't run it while we're live. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get to some uh, shout outs here. Again, I put the link in the description for the book, A Walk in the Shadows. Uh, absolutely appreciate all the, the support, the contributions, those that have like the Patreon patrons that have uh, helped because that helped make this possible as well. Um, you guys have been absolutely wonderful. So um, Let's go ahead and you know what I forgot to, to post the Patreon thing. You you Patreon patrons, you have a you have a thing coming. It was supposed to get posted this morning and this morning kind of really got away from me because um, there were cool things going on. So grab the book in the link if you've read it. Please put a review out there on Amazon. To appreciate that. Um, so the uh, uh, shout outs here. I know Kathy Cilliance has tried to ask one more question about shapeshifters. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'll say this. Um, talk about skinwalkers in here. So that gets addressed. <laughs> shapeshifters, are they evil? Are they negative? Um, it's Again, it's a mixed bag. So some are, some aren't. People usually attribute a lot to being negative, I, I I think it really comes down to when we don't understand something, we automatically attribute it to to being evil and negative. Yeah, that so. um, that woman that I saw that was giving off an animal energy, yeah. that, which had never happened to me before, but I thought I was an animal before I saw her. Um, which was a little bit terrifying because up in the woods, you know, we have like coyotes and we have, mm -hmm. you know, bobcats and we have all kinds of stuff up there. And so I didn't know what I was going to get eaten by. And <laughs> but I looked up and it was a girl. And so um, and then because of the style of clothing that she was wearing, even though she was blonde, um, I, I thought it might have been Native American in some way because there's a lot of that energy. Well, and that and, would, right there, that could be a skinwalker because it's supposed to be the native, specifically Navajo, um, that are supposed to be able to, um, they're, they're, they're the shamans that take on the form of an animal. So that kind of all ties. It if, it's that, feel, if it's that. It, she didn't feel, um, I didn't feel scared. I was just... Uh, and she didn't really feel like she was gonna, you know, come after me. She was just watching me, and um, you know, I gave her space. I was like, I'm just, you know. Okay. <laughs> all right, guys, let's get to the shout-outs here. So we uh, and thank you all very, very much. Absolutely appreciate it. 